Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. First of all, we have Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott joining me. And there he is. Let's bring in Dr. Kirk. Dr. Kirk, how are you, sir? Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How is everything today? It's mighty cold. It's like minus four here in Denver. Um, What? Yeah, and it's really unfortunate that utility prices are going through the roof for everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Biden. (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, it's weird because we we travel, we're running all over the place. And sometimes, psychologically, it messes with you because you don't really think about it necessarily because you're just doing the things you have to do and going about the day and everything else. But then you kind of take a step back and you look at it. I I remember my wife saying to me, because, you know, some of our... Like our butcher we go to, we have a local one. We have a lot of local food sources, which is fantastic. But then, you know, you have to get some stuff from a grocery store, things like that. And I, and my wife does a lot of that stuff and handles like finance and like the home stuff. And I'm like, how, like how bad would is it? What is it? And she's like, well, obviously we do well. So it's not a big thing, but she goes, no, the food prices, like grocery bills, like doubled. Like it's, it's like, she goes legitimately it's double. Plus you get food and you're like, wait a second this is not the same packaging it was in before. Like, the, the, like, you know, you get, you get, you get something that's like this big and next thing you know, it's like this big. You're like, wait a second. They're, they're manipulating. And not only, so the price goes up and it's shrinkage. So it's crazy. Well, it's, it's one of the tricks. It's a marketing trick. Right? So yes. like general mills or Kellogg's, whatever, you know, you, you look at the boxes of cereal, for example, like, Lucky Charms or Captain Crunch or whatever you get, right? And it's like the box is the same size, but when you open it up, you look in the bag, it's like, what, where is everything, right? And it's only like maybe two-thirds full. And and you look on on the ounces, and maybe it used to be 18 ounces of cereal, and now it's 14.4. Yep. So, yep. so they've done that forever, masking it, keeping the same price, but yet the amount is shrinking even though the box stays the same. Totally. Well, now – They've got the the shrinkage in in actual quantity in the box, but the prices are going up, and so so really we're starting to really see it. And like what your wife was talking about, it's like it's hard to to actually say, okay, maybe our food budget was four hundred bucks a month or whatever it was, yeah. right? It's like it's not going very far. And no. I went to the grocery store this weekend, um, needed to get some eggs, and and seriously, I'm I'm not really the one that. Does as much of the shopping in our house. My wife does all of that, but, but I went and I had a whole laundry list of stuff to get done. And it's like, I'm looking at the eggs. And I remember literally Jason, it was like maybe a year, year and a half ago when I would get eggs. And I'm not talking about fancy, extra, extra large organic range free eggs, whatever they are. Right. They, they were just like, the, the cheapest Walmart eggs for a dozen eggs that I could find, they're like seven bucks. And I remember I used to get them for like 97 cents or a buck 50. 
And it's like, what in the world? So I was, I was reading a list of this weekend, uh, a friend of mine, Gerald Salente with, yeah, with, I know the um, name. Yeah. So, so he had a list of the, the top trends for 2023 as, as far as food goes and what is going to be like really, really hard to get, if not impossible. Well, beef was number one. So number two was eggs. Number three was beer. When it's something, why beer, right? Well, it's because of the, of the grain coming grain. So they, you can't get barley, oats, wheat, you know, all of that stuff is really hard to come by right now because of the export controls. So what happens globally impacts us here, right? Correct. So, so, and then when, when I think about that, okay, what else is this, this Russia, Ukraine conflict going to do? Well, it's going to impact the price of oil a right. lot because on December 8th, the G7 nations basically signed this pact, this, this agreement, um, or accord is what they called it, that said, we're going to cap Russian oil at $60 a barrel. Well, the price of oil is 79, right? So, so what, what today is the 30th. So I, back then on December 8th, I said, Putin's going to retaliate. There's no way he's going to sell oil to, to the G7 nations, which is America, Canada, the westernized European countries in Japan, right? So why? Why would he sell oil at a $19 per barrel loss? He wouldn't. So, so sure enough, December 28th, you know, basically 20 days later, he said, hey, you stupid countries that signed this accord that capped our oil, we're not going to sell you any oil. Okay, if this were some small little meaningless oil producing country and some small meaningless other country that was buying the oil, it wouldn't matter. But it's the largest producer of oil and gas in the world, basically saying to the largest manufacturers of the world outside of China, we're not going to sell you any oil. So what is this going to do to the price of oil? Probably double it to $150 a barrel because it's 79 right now this year. So think that we've even seen the middle to end of inflation we haven't we haven't even seen it yet but but so somebody somebody took me to task on this statement last week and they said kirk why would russia do that why would they shoot themselves in the foot and not sell all that oil it's like they don't need us they're nationalizing because well and it's and it's BRICS nations right, right? right so right. the large purchaser of oil on the planet is china so they said, oh, we're just sell it to you. Oh, and all you other BRICS nations, which is now 30 or 40 or more of them, it's not just Russia, Russia, Brazil, India, China, South Africa anymore. Right. Other countries coming it's, in. Including Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. right, which is joining that pact to say, hey, we're, we're actually not going to take any kind of U.S. dollars or petrodollars anymore for our oil. So so nail in the coffin, nail in the coffin reducing our status as the world's reserve currency to something no different than, sadly, Venezuela, Argentina, Cyprus, Greece, where when you don't have a built-in demand for the currency, well, and you keep printing like there's no tomorrow, you're going to get inflation like nothing you've ever seen, which is we are seeing that, like we started this conversation with, in food. But it's going to get worse, right? So, So what are... 
what is the government starting to do? Well, they're starting to put more controls and constrictive controls on pretty much every asset that we have because they need money. They need tax revenue, right? So so here's where for 2023, the IRS just came up with their new tax form, right? Because yeah, I heard not- about this. <laughs> so so what is one area where where they haven't re- really been able to track people's investments and that's cryptocurrency right so so i have much (laughs) no but but now they the irs alert taxpayers and this is when the on the epic times irs alerts taxpayers that they must answer a new question on tax forms or face consequences right so what are the questions okay so here's that where taxpayers need to check a yes box if they Receive digital assets as payment for property or services provided. Transfer digital assets for free without receiving any consideration for it. Receive digital assets resulting from a reward or an award. Receive new digital assets from resulting from mining, stocking, or staking, and similar activities. Receive digital assets resulting from a hard fork or branching of a cryptocurrency's blockchain. I mean, truly, it's it's they are going after the cryptocurrency world and saying, you better answer these questions or else, right? So, so here's where it starts to get squirrely, Jason, because why, what are they doing? They're preparing people for a, a central bank digital currency, right. basically saying, hey, all this other decentralized blockchain like, like uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum or Lightwave or Dogecoin or any of them, right? It's like, okay, you got any of these? We're going to make it difficult for you, but we're not going to make it so difficult if you invest in or, or transact business in centralized digital currency, right? Which is what they want. And so, so it's when we change systems monetarily from a fiat-based currency standard to something different, people are not Keep going. going. I'll be right back. Keep going. Yeah, you got it. We're, we're not going to really want to um, adjust. We're not going to want to move to that system without asking a bunch of questions or even trusting it, right? So so here's where just last week, this is this is really starting to, to put some of these pieces, these dominoes together, you know, the, you know, connecting the dots because Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase just actually said, we're going to get together. Well, that was fast. We're going to get together and <laughs> we're going to start our own digital wallet to rival Apple Pay. So so here's where this is the first time. Like we're used to things like Venmo or PayPal or Apple Pay, right? Well, never have we had a regular bank issue a digital wallet like that, an app-based wallet. So this is the next step into getting people ready for a central bank digital currency. Now that you've got two of the largest banks in America, you know, the other two are Wells Fargo and Citibank saying we're, we're going to rival Apple Pay with a digital wallet platform. To me, this is just getting people ready for a central bank digital currency and saying and, and at the same time, they're saying all these other digital currencies, all these other yep. blockchain digital cryptocurrencies. If you 
transact business in them, we're going to make your life difficult on your tax return, right? So, so it's like, oh my word, here we go. Everything that we've been talking about, Jason, independently of each other and together on these shows is actually coming to fulfillment, you know, as, as we speak. And so as I kept reading and reading and reading a lot of the statements from Davos, which happened last week, um, here's, here's one that, that, uh, it's starting to get squirrely what they're wanting to do. And it's obviously, it's all about people control. It's nothing about financial freedom. It's, you know, we, we know that, but, but as according to, to them, CBDCs, quantitative or quant CBDCs and quantum tech, you know, this is a, this is a quote from Satya Nadella, CEO of Microsoft. Okay, it's not Bill Gates. It's you know he he, he resigned a while ago um, to just do his his other endeavors. But they said what took mobile and the cloud fifteen years to develop. Now we're talking about CBTs CBDCs in months, right? So so they're everything that they've been talking about. When you look at what what the World Economic Forum, the globalists do at Davos every year, you know, in years past, as we would talk about their meetings, it's like, all right, this is their dream. This is what they want to fulfill, you know, moving forward. And, you know, you kind of listen to it, it's like, man, they're creeps. This is this is bad. But but now it's like this is right underneath our nose. We're not talking about a pipe dream or their vision of a globalized world. This is actually the reality right now. And um there it's no longer in the shadows right right? because before it's like oh conspiracy it's like they're working on something what is it and i wonder what it's going to be they are no longer hiding just like a uh a christian would he be you know be a missionary and evangelize the world right and they're 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 excited about their faith and they brag about it and this to them is their faith Correct. So the globalist people control and central bank digital currency taking away our freedom, the ability to buy or sell, it is their faith and they're bragging about it. It's no longer in the shadows. It's out there right in front of us. And they're saying, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it and try to stop us. I mean, that's the arrogance behind their statements that we're seeing right now. And it's it's like all of this seems to have happened Literally, with like in the last 12 months, it hasn't. It's been happening for decades. They've been building, 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 building. Now we're seeing the roots of their of their plan that have grown deep and wide. And now we're starting to see the fruit on the tree of their plans that they've been working on for decades in the shadows. And now it's like, how did this all happen so quick? It's like, hasn't happened quick. Hasn't happened quick yeah, at all. We're time. just starting to see the manifestation of their reality that they've been working on for a long time 100 percent. well it's, it's interesting because i i remember i didn't i never wanted to go down this conspiracy road but uh years ago and well not years ago within the last year or so everyone talked about a qfs and and then and then all you know you get the people out there who are like oh they're just grifters blah blah, blah. that's so it's such wrong and i go and i go i've been searching so i literally go search and you know, Trump put in the quantum initiative. He 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 actually he gave money to to colleges, the university, Chicago University, one of them, to actually build quantum computers for financial systems, et cetera. So 
you don't have to like they don't have to call it QFS. That's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, though, they're building this system out. And if you're going to have a globalized system or you're going to have a system of finance, even if one nationalizes like we nationalize, you have to have the system and infrastructure to actually transfer data and tokens and everything else. They're already building that stuff out. I mean, IBM, Intel, like you can go look it up. It's all there. Um, can we do this with America being nationalized and the Republic again, not dealing with the rest of the, the world from a global standpoint, but in a fair standpoint with a real dollar, with a gold backed currency, but also a quantum quantum system and still be not have a shot collar on us? <laughs> Well, I, I think that we can. So when, when you look back to the last big currency change that this world has seen, and that was the euro, yeah. right? So so like the, the Germans, the French, the Italians, the Dutch, they all gave away their national sovereignty in exchange for a regionally traded currency. Why did they do it, right? Well, Europe has been torn up by wars since the beginning of time. You've got all these different people groups politically, economically, racially, they're all big melting pot, right? So the best way to avoid conflict is to integrate your currency. That's what they thought. Right. So so 40 years ago or so that the euro came into existence, maybe it was less than that, maybe 30, but but long decades ago, right? So so it wasn't without problems. Right. So so the Germans said, we're not giving up our national sovereignty for this thing. Right. So so they still continued to transact in the mark. And the French said the same thing. You know, they're a very prideful nation. They like, no, we're going to still transact in the franc. The Dutch said we're still going to do it in the guilder, the Italian and the lira. Right. And so so the euro was there, but you still had all these parallel economies and parallel currencies transacting at the same time. And it wasn't until about five or seven years later that truly it was just the euro, right? People kind of got used to it. It was the, but, and we're going to see a, a similar thing this time because we are not giving up necessarily our national sovereignty. We're giving up our individual sovereignty. It's much more personal this time as, as they have spyware on our bank accounts, really. And they, we're a digital social profile. We're a digital entity in a digital world. And, and as soon as it comes out, this is, this is what I think will happen because I know how I would act and I know how other people would act too, because we're all people. We're all the same. It's like, this isn't what I thought I, I was going to get, right? This is, this is not what we voted for. Not that any of us voted for this, but, but it's the same kind of a thing. It's like kind of when Nancy Pelosi said, well, we have to pass a bill so we know what's in it, right? So similar type thing here. When people realize how intrusive central bank digital currency is and how it is the ability to cut you off from buying or selling if your digital social profile doesn't match up with their agenda, mm -hmm. you're going to have, I mean, the ability to buy or sell, okay, uh, cut that off and and it uh rice-sized microchip implanted into your hand which a company called Walletmore in Germany has already developed you're going to have christians and evangelicals that say what this is the mark of the beast no oh, yeah. way we're going to and you're going to have every libertarian on the planet saying i do not want anybody seeing my bank accounts ever this is a complete <laughs> uh, you know loss of freedom and and privacy no way we're going to play 
and I was joking with you, with you and some others, you know, last week. And it's like here in Colorado, it's like the pot capital of the world. It seems like you get sensory on every single corner and you've got people who go in and buy their pot that, that they're used to paying cash and this, and it was private. Right. Well, it's no longer going to be right. So, so they're going to say what this is, this is not what we want. We want to be able to buy our drugs in private. Right. Right. So right. You're going to have every single religious group, every single political group, every single person, right. That's going to say, this all, is not what we wanted. Yep. They're going to push back and you're going to have a pushback. And this is where equivalent to the Euro coming in, you're going to have alternative currencies that come up, whether quantum financial system is one of those running parallel, right. Um, or you just have people bartering with silver, you know, or you have a gold backed currency. There's going to be things that come alongside of it. And which one is going to win, right? Well, that's going to be a function of us, right? How, uh, what what do we want to win? How much how much are we going to talk about it? How much are we not going to participate as a society? But here's the thing: central bank digital currency is coming. It is here, right? It is going to be here, and they have such a head start on this runway that it will be here. But how long it lasts is up to us. And this is where in this transition, we can thrive. And this is why we um, have been shouting from the rooftops for well over a year by silver. Not only is it just a great investment, literally up over 30% in the last 14 weeks, it is the best way to protect your freedoms, your political freedom, your economic freedom, your personal freedom, your religious freedom, your health freedom. All of those freedoms are tied to what we spend on those things, right? So when they want to control your spending, they control you. And ultimately that's a loss of our freedoms. So getting out of the system using silver, not just as an investment, but as something you could potentially barter with as an alternative currency, this is not in the realm of conspiracy theory. This is in the realm of, of how do I survive and thrive? Yep. Right. So because what they are doing is coming. It, it's actually here, right? And and we, all you have to do is look back to last week and listen to what 117 billionaires that were in Davos were talking about. Listen to the 200 plus politicians were there. Listen to over the 30 heads of state, different presidents of other countries that were there and what they're talking about. They're not hiding it, Jason. This is not conspiracy theory. This is the reality of the world we're living in. So then we just need to adapt. We need 100%. to identify these trends, act accordingly, not so we can survive, but so we can thrive. Because we weren't created to survive. We were created with a, a amazing mind that has amazing ability that can think creativity. I mean, with creativity and, and we can thrive and we can do this. So, so one of the big thrusts of, of Davos was artificial intelligence. Yes. Right. So open AI infrastructure, um, chat GPT that Microsoft yep. just dumped $10 billion into, which is simply computers making decisions. Right. What don't computers have? They don't have a soul. They don't have an intuition. Like when you and I have, have ever bought anything in the past or anybody watching this program, 
It's like, man, it doesn't really make sense that I would want to buy this house right now. But boy, my gut's telling me to do it. And it was the right decision, right? Computers don't have a gut feeling. And they're going to be basing our digital social profile on an algorithm, not on a gut feeling. It's either black or, or white, right? It is what it is. And so this is the, the, the terror that we are going to see down the road of some computer who thinks about us because their programmer told them to think about us in a certain way, right? Well, who's the programmer? Well, the globalist, right? This, they want their own globalized world. And so in Davos, I, I was just listening to Eric Metaxas, actually, and he had this gentleman on from Poland that was there. He's, he's um, in the artificial intelligence world, very, very much of a, a uh, social and political philosopher. And so he was having interviews. He interviewed a young guy who has an open, he's basically artificial intelligence guy. He advises politicians and advises other companies and he's got this product. And he's asked him, he said, do you realize that, that what you've tried, that you thought you created for good could be used for bad purposes? Have you ever thought about that? And he said, in a, in a wink, he said, they're using it for bad right now. He said, well, why do you keep doing it then? He said, because if they didn't use me, they would use somebody else. So I might as well profit from it, right? So even people who are in that world that think that, you know, this is a bad thing, they want to profit from it. This is the loss of ethics, the loss of culture, the loss of morality that we've seen in this world. And it's moving us in this direction. So all of that to say, when you combine the political, economic, and social puzzle pieces into a big picture, it tells us what we can do to thrive and how to invest to, to thrive, not just survive. We don't have to settle for surviving ever. This is why we invest into things like silver, tangible assets that you take delivery of that grow during inflationary times, but also have the dual benefit of protecting your freedom. Absolutely, 100%. I dropped the link in the chat, so go check that out. We'll also put that out on all Telegram links as well as Rumble links as well. Dr. Kirk Elliott, thanks for being with me this week. We will dive deeper next week. I appreciate everything you're doing, man. You bet. It's my pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great Monday. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.